going on, Fourth and Inches Podcast listeners? You got Kevin Stevie P today. What's going on, Stevie P? What's going on, bro? What's going on, world? All right, so today is our Friday podcast. We, you know, are going to get into these previews for this Sunday. Uh, talk about last night's game a little bit. Uh, but first, remember to check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. That is www.the4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to DFS info and will also give you access to the cheat codes, which we keep, which we keep updated monthly. So check those out and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. We'll be doing start sick questions on there throughout the year. And if you're listening to the podcast, make sure you hit that subscribe button and, and leave us a five-star rating. Also, if you're interested in doing a FanDuel tournament with us for $2 every Sunday, we you know, set up a, a tournament that you guys can uh, participate against us in some daily fantasy. Uh, and if you're interested in joining that, um, the link is in the show notes. So just click on that link and it'll take you right to the tournament. And uh, now we'll get into the news for the day. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. All right. In the news, we have Brandon Cooks was cleared to practice on a limited basis today. So that is good for all the Brandon Cooks owners out there. You know, and good to hear that he is ready to start practicing because, you know, that was that was a little bit iffy. We were kind of worried about, you know, Brandon. Alvin Kamara wasn't listed on the C- the Saints' final injury report. Curtis Samuel was, wasn't listed on the final injury report for the Panthers, so that's good. Matthew Stafford is questionable for Sunday's matchup against the Bears. He's got a hip injury, and back his back is flared up a little bit. We all know about the back injury from last season, so definitely keep an eye out on that because uh, it was a main contributing factor to why he was playing terrible last season. Uh, Chris Herndon's hamstring is questionable for the Jets' Week 10 matchup against the Giants. Le'Veon Bell is also questionable against the Jets' Week 10 matchup against the, the Giants also. Delaney Walker won't suit up on Sunday against the Chiefs. That's, uh, I guess, not that big of a deal because uh, we haven't had Delaney in like four weeks. Corey Davis is doubtful for the Titans game. That is actually a big deal because, uh, you know, A.J. Brown seems to uh, going to be much heavily more targeted than he would have been had Corey Davis played. Yep, that makes him a very good DFS play. Yes, he does. The Titans will be without their best pass rusher, defensive tackle Jarrell Casey versus the Chiefs uh, on Sunday. That's that's a big deal. Patrick Mahomes won't have somebody breathing down his neck all, all game long. David Johnson wasn't listed on the Cardinals' final injury report, so David Johnson will be a full goal this weekend, which is another big deal. Uh, when talking to KIRO Radio, 97.3 FM, the 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 Seahawks coach Pete Carroll uh, said that Josh Gordon was will be limited with an ankle injury. So, you know, Josh Gordon, well, I don't think anybody expected him to really play, but he has an ankle injury and he's being limited in practice due to that injury. George Kittle knee did not practice again Friday. 
So, you know, you might want to make sure that he's playing. You know what I mean? You're going to definitely want to keep that up. If you have George Kittle, you know, at this point you're going to have to pick somebody up, you know, if you don't have another tight end, uh, just, just to make sure that if, you know, if he sits out, you'll be all right. Amari Cooper is questionable for the Cowboys Week 10 matchup against the Vikings. Uh, all signs indicate that he is going to play. Um, so I wouldn't be too nervous about that, but hopefully you have, you know, other options if he does, you know, get called out, get ruled out of that game. Juju Smith-Schuster's toe is questionable for the Steelers' Week 10 matchup against the Bengals, another situation where I think he's going to play. Uh, James Conner's shoulder has been ruled out for the Steelers' Week 10 matchup against the Rams. That is, you know, we kind of knew that going in, but it's been officially, you know, he was listed as doubtful yesterday. So, you know, as of Friday, he is out. Benny Snell also ruled out with Rose Nix, Rosie Nix and uh, Raymond Foster are also, you know, all ruled out for that game. So, you know, start your Rams, it sounds like. Yep. Marquise Brown ankle is listed with, Listen is questionable for the Week 10 matchup against the Bengals. I love Marquise Brown this week. The Bengals cannot stop anyone in any facet of football. <laughs> so so uh, Marquise Brown might be somebody, you know, that you want to play this week. Lamar Jackson uh, listed with an illness, was sat out Thursday's practice, practiced uh, in full Week 10, or practiced in full practice on Friday. So, he will be he's listed as questionable but sounds like he is going to play. Uh, let's see here. So quarterback Lamar Jackson, Marquise Brown, Chris Moore, Ronnie Stanley, Marshall Yonda and Earl Thomas all listed as questionable for that game. Patrick Mahomes will start against the Titans. You know, we basically have been saying that all week. So it is definitely 100% going to happen. And let's see here. Frank Wright says Jacoby Brissett's knee is a game-time decision for Sunday's game against the Dolphins. We all kind of know about these game-time decisions. You know, they are very iffy. So, you know, hopefully Brissett is not your only quarterback and you have somebody else that you can throw in there. But, you know, you definitely want to make sure you have someone. T.Y. Hillen and Paris Campbell are both ruled out for this weekend. Paris Campbell broke his hand. Uh, in last week's game, and T.Y. Hilton is still dealing with that calf injury that he's had for a couple of you know couple of weeks now, uh, so you know he will not play this week. Adam Thielen's hamstring has been ruled out for the Vikings Sunday game, uh, so you know you're not going to have Adam Thielen against the Cowboys. Yeah, I mean that's that's kind of a big deal. So you know you're going to have to make do. And that looks like it. it's about it. A.J. Green, you know, we talked about A.J. Green on Wednesday, but I'll bring it back up. Uh, A.J. Green has been ruled out for Sunday's matchup against the Ravens, so you are not going to have A.J. Green. You know, Dan Quinn, uh, Matt Ryan will return Week 10 against the Saints. And, yeah, that's really it. I mean, Leighton Vander Esch, they're talking about here, you know, expected to play. And that's basically it. Everybody else we've hit on. So anything you want to hit on, Kev, while we're uh, doing the news? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, the you know the A.J. Green thing is just, you know, kind of stinks because a lot of people held on to A.J. Green all year thinking he was going to bounce back and, 
you know, when you drafted him, you thought he was going to be back by like week three or week four. Um, obviously, that got pushed back and back. And now, the, you know, it was all reports he was coming back after the bye week. And now he just looks uh, he's probably not playing for the rest of the year. So, man, that's tough if you drafted A.J. Green because you were expecting him to come in and kind of, you know, have like a, a top end wide receiver, too along with, you know, some of your other high draft picks, and he would have been a top-end wide receiver, too. You got in the fifth round of this year's drafts, and, you know, you, you were thinking you were going to get good value on him, and it just didn't work out that way. So, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that kind of sucks for fantasy purposes. You know what I mean? We all wanted to see A.J. Green, you know, on the field. Would have opened up the offense. Would have helped out Joe Mixon. Would have helped out, you know, just the whole offense in general. So, you know, it sucks he's not playing. Uh, one thing I did miss, well, two things I did miss that I just noticed. Um, Evan Ingram and, Will, and Sterling Shepard are both ruled out for Sunday's game. And Le'Veon Bell and Chris Herndon uh, are both questionable for this Sunday's game. So yeah. uh, they're saying both of them are you know, most likely going to play. Yeah. Did you, uh, did you bring up Robbie Gold? I did not bring up Robbie Gold. Okay, Robbie Gold looks like he's probably not going to play. He yeah, has signed. had a quad strain, I believe. So they actually signed Chase McLaughlin off the off of the free agency. Um, so if you're looking for another kicker, you know maybe you want to go with McLaughlin, or maybe you you got you know some options on the waiver wire. Like uh, you know I've seen uh, Brett Mayer on a lot of waiver wires. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that might be on there, Matt Gay from the Bucks, he's got a good matchup this week, could score a lot of points. So, you know, just some options at kicker if you've been riding Robbie Gold because I know I have been in a couple leagues. I hear that. All right, and that is the news. All right, so let's get into a breakdown of last night's game, shall we? Uh, good game. Good game. Finally got a, a pretty good Thursday game. I mean, you know uh, – it got a little dull there in the third quarter, but yeah, it definitely you know, slowed down. The after first half. quarter, yeah, the first quarter was really the first couple. The first half was really exciting because you know the Raiders jumped out to that lead with, you know, Philip Rivers looking terrible in the first few drives, two picks, one of them taken back to the end zone. It's ten nothing, you know. Then in the second quarter, Philip Rivers comes to life. You know, he gets the touchdown to Hunter Henry, drives him down the field. Melvin Gordon gets into the end zone to give him the lead. Um, you know, Derek Carr, I believe, right before the half, strikes back, gets a touchdown. And then the third quarter was just, like I said, very dull, you know, until, you know, uh, Philip Rivers throws that next touchdown. And J- Josh Jacobs, you know, with minute minute and a half, I believe it was, around there left, winds up, you know, going into the end zone and, and giving the Raiders the game. Uh, Josh Jacobs, to me, looked really good, by the yeah, way. Yeah, Josh Jacobs. Uh, I think Josh I Jacobs Josh is a, Jacobs, a monster. Actually, both running backs. Melvin Gordon looks like he has officially gotten his legs under him now. You're not lying. They could not stop that dude yesterday. And the and the Raiders don't have a bad run defense. The Raiders, no, the Raiders don't. Oh. Yeah, the Raiders. I think run defense was like, I think it was tenth in the league. So it's not like that. He went up against a, a bad Raiders defense. You know what I mean? They can't stop the pass worth of nothing, but they they can stop the run. They've been doing it all year, and yeah. uh, you know he. He definitely, he looked, he looked almost to be pissed off. He was running the way we are used to seeing him running. 
You know what I mean? Like, he runs pissed off. Like, when he runs and he hits somebody, you can clearly see, like, he's trying to punish that person. And that's what he was doing all night last night. Last night he was dropping his shoulder. You know, he was doing his little his little jukes cuts, you know what I mean, where he, he, he you know, puts his foot into the ground and gets upfield. You know, I, I love watching Melvin Gordon play football, and last night he looked like he was ready to go. Yeah. Uh, quarterbacks did not live up to the billing that we were hyping him up for on Wednesday night. Uh, you know, to me, Derek Carr looked really good. Um, he just in the first half didn't have a lot of opportunity. You know, he, the first the first drive, I believe, started inside their own inside their, you know, in, yeah. in San Diego territory. Uh, you know, he didn't get a first down. I don't believe they wound up kicking a field goal. But second drive. You know, winds up being a interception return or second score at least wound up being an inter- interception return. So the first half he really wasn't on the field because after yeah. that, you know, the San Diego just decided to hand the ball to Melvin Gordon and, and run the clock down. I believe in the first half San Diego had like 21 minutes of time of possession, which yeah. is just crazy. Mm-hmm. So you know, once you saw Derek Carr get on the field and, and really start getting into a groove, he looked pretty good. He just you know, statistically did not put up the kind of night for fantasy you would you would have wanted. And, you know, Phillip Rivers with those those three interceptions winds up killing his fantasy night because it basically took one of his touchdowns away. So, you know, all in all, it didn't get a good did good uh, play from your quarterbacks. Uh, wide receiver wise, uh, Keenan Allen just looked heavily targeted in this game. You know, he, he just Phillip Rivers would not stop throwing him the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, Mike, Mike Williams got a yeah. Mike Williams got a little more love in the second half. He wasn't like the first half. You know, Keenan Allen got targets all game. The first half, the secondary targets went to Hunter Henry, and in the second half, or first half, the, the secondary card targets went to Hunter Henry. The second half, those secondary targets started going to uh, Mike Williams more. Um, you know, to me, Mike Williams. You know, doesn't do what you expected. He just hasn't, to me, hasn't been that good all year. You know, just last year he had 10 touchdowns. This year he hasn't scored yet. And that was kind of his his calling card last year was that he was getting in the end zone so much. Um, you know, Keenan Allen bounces back, had a good game this one, you know, after, you know, weeks of production that just, you know, you, people who drafted him weren't happy about. Uh and from the Raiders' side of the ball, I mean, Tyrell Williams just did not have a good game. You know, if you read Steve's, uh, you know, weekly quarterbacks, mat- uh, wide receiver quarterback matchups, you know, he talked about it. Tyrell Williams' matchup was not very good in this one. And, you know, a lot of people probably started him thinking the matchup was going to be, you know, very desirable. And just it wasn't a good matchup, and he did not have a good game. No. Yeah, Casey Hayward is a very good uh, cover corner and even you know the thing is with Casey Hayward you got to remember like they were on the same team last year so Casey Hayward kind of knows his tendencies already you know what I mean so it's not like a situation where you know Tyrell Williams played for the Raider for the past six years and you know what I mean he faces him twice a year he faced him in every practice last year so he kind of knew you know, knows his tendencies, knows his moves, and, you know, Terrell just couldn't get open. And, I mean, he, he was overthrown twice by Derek Carr in this game. But, you know, both of the overthrows, Casey was literally in his hip pocket. So it, it would have been a really tough catch if the ball would have been on target. You know, in the, the red zone target he got, well, the touchdown target that he got in the end zone, you know, Derek Carr overthrew him just by a little bit and just kind of 
missed him by maybe a foot or two. But, you know, Casey Herod was was right there. He would have had to place it perfectly to, you know, make that a touchdown. So, you know, it, it's, it's just one of those situations. Honestly, Derek Carr to me looked very good. Uh, time of possession was 24 minutes to – I mean, uh, 20, what was it? 26 minutes to, to 34 minutes. You know what I mean? So when you're getting out timed like that, you know what I mean? It's, it's hard to do anything. Like Kev said, you know, they only had like eight minutes of time of possession in the first half, which is, you know, that's nothing. So for him to finish with what he finished with, that's pretty good. You know what I mean? He finished with 218 uh, and a touch and, you know, he, he, Drove them down the field for the final, to, for the last score to win the game. So, you know, kind of a good NFL game for Derek Carr, but not a good fantasy game. Yeah. Uh, the tight ends, uh, you know, Waller did not have a very good game. You know, just I think he had that one long catch outside of that. He was just, you know, didn't Bottled seem like up. he was. Yeah, it didn't seem like he was really targeted very much. No. And, uh, you know, and Hunter Henry had a great. Yeah, Hunter Henry had a great first half. You know, he had four for 30 and a touchdown in the first half and then doesn't even catch a ball in the second half. So his day could have been a lot better, but at least he didn't let you completely down. You know, still had a pretty good fantasy game, uh, especially considering what you're going to get from most tight ends. Yeah, the one thing that I did realize about this game, watching this game, that kind of got me a little bit excited for uh, Josh Jacobs was – he saw five targets in this game. He started getting used a little bit more in the passing game, which is what we've been beating the drum for, you know, for this kid because, you know, coming out of Alabama, that's kind of what he was known for. He was kind of known for being a very good, you know, pass catcher out of the backfield, and he has not been used in that capacity, you know, at all this season really. You know what I mean? I think other than this week, I think his highest targeted game was three. So, you know, him getting five targets in this game, catching three for 30 – you know, hopefully that's the way they want to start using him more now that, now that they're in the playoff, you know, playoff push. Like, this is the time of the season, you know, week 10 on, when NFL teams start trying to make that playoff push. You By now, you know if you're a playoff team or not, you know, or yeah. if you have a chance. So, you know, right now the Raiders have a chance. You know what I mean? I know a lot of people are down on the Raiders, but guess what? The Raiders have a chance at the playoffs, and they are going to fight real hard for these playoffs. And I think Josh Jacobs could be looking at an uptick in in receptions, you know, out of the backfield, which would make him, to me, a clear-cut number one wide running back. Yeah, if he isn't already. You know, if he isn't yeah. already. I mean, he, he definitely looks like a back-end RB1 you know, even if he even without the passing work over the last couple of weeks, because, you know, this week is the first time you've really seen it happen. Yeah, um, that pretty much wraps it up. I mean, the defenses, you know, there were some sacks. I will say that the Raiders defense had the three picks and the touchdown. So the Raiders defense is probably going to be top five this week, yeah. as it turns out. You know, this is not the game that we all expected. We all expected an offensive shootout in. You know, the, the Raiders defense stepped up in the first half. You know, San Diego's defense played pretty well throughout. Um, didn't really give up a lot until the end of the game. So, you know. Vegas was go. very good in this game because Vegas had it at 49 yeah, and it ended Vegas, at 50. So Yeah, Vegas they, knew what they, they were they talking about. They know what they're about. doing. It is amazing how good they are. It Dude. is. Dude. 49 the game ends at 50 it's like what the hell how the hell it do happens they know? all the time they know it's all crazy the... all right so let's start getting into these games shall we uh you know steve i'll let you start it off you got your bills going against the browns yes bills browns so um this is actually a game i'm actually uh, 
you know, I know a lot of people are not excited to watch this game because, you know, most of you are not Bills fans. And the, the Cleveland Browns offense has been terrible. But this is a game where a lot of people are, are picking the Browns to win. And honestly, if I'm being honest, I don't see how they do that. You know what I mean? Like, to me, the strength of the Cleveland Browns is, you know, Nick Chubb using him a lot. And I think if they want to start acclimating, you know, Hunt into this game plan, I think it might ruin, you know, depending on how much they use Hunt, I think is if they win this game or not. If they go with Chubb and they decide to use Chubb as the workhorse, they're going to win this game because the Bills are not going to be able to stop Nick Chubb. But if they decide that they're going to pass and start using Kareem Hunt out of the backfield, they're going to lose this game. They are not going to beat the Bills that way. There's no way no way in hell that they're going to beat the Bills that way. So, I'm really interested in seeing which, you know, which way they they go. So, we'll start with the Brown side of the ball. Baker Mayfield, you can't do it. You just can't do it in this game, you know. If he's on your roster, I don't know why he is. But you know, you can't do it in this game. You can't you can't play him. Period. <laughs> Odell Beckham, you know, I to me he's a very low end, you know, WR2. You know what I mean? Like I think I have him at like 24 in the rankings, maybe 23 in the rankings. Just going up against, you know, Tredavious White is going to be a tough matchup for him. Period. I mean, it's just not a good matchup for Beckham. And like I said, Mayfield and Beckham don't have the chemistry that you're worried about him throwing it up to him to allow, you know, Beckham to make big plays like that. So unless Mayfield is willing to use, you know, Beckham because Tredavious White doesn't get beat that way. Tredavious White is fast as hell. So unless he's willing to to let, you know, Odell try to make a play on the ball, I just don't see how how he has a good game in this game. Um, the one wide receiver on this team that I do have confidence in this week is Jarvis Landry. I do think Jarvis Landry um, can have a good game against Teron Johnson just because, you know, Landry is a bigger slot wide receiver, and Teron has seemed to have problems with the bigger, you know, wide receivers in the slot this year. Uh, the, against the little guys, he's been great, and against the big guys, he's been a little iffy. So, you know, I think Laundry could have a big game, you know, if if they, you know, go that way. I don't know about big game, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he had like 60 and a touchdown. It wouldn't surprise me. 60, 80 and a touchdown would, you know, kind of what I'm expecting. Nick Chubb. If they use Nick Chubb as the workhorse, he's going to have a big day because the Bills can't stop the run. And the Browns offensive line has been playing better, you know, run blocking the past, I would say, three weeks after their bye. So, you know, if they decide to just go heavy Chubb and run the ball down the Bills' throats, you know, Chubb could have a very, very big day. Uh, and really, that's it. You know, I mean, I'm not starting Antonio Callaway. I'm not starting Demetrius Harris. I'm not starting, you know, I'm not starting any of those guys. Um, you know, Demetrius Harris is a dart throw if you are hurting at tight end with six teams on by. You know what I mean? If you really, really need a tight end, you know, Demetrius Harris is, you know, I wouldn't say the worst option, but, I, you know, I'm not going to trust him. On the Bills' side of the ball, it's pretty simple. I mean, Devin Singletary, we've all seen the way he's looked the past, you know, two weeks since he's been back. You know, the dude is the dude is electric. You know what I mean? He is very shifty, uh, you know, quicker than fast. He's not a very fast guy, but he is quick. Um, he makes moves, and he makes guys miss, and that's what you want, you know, from your running back. So the Bills are going to try to run this ball. The Bills have a very good offensive line. 
you know, um, the offensive line is really starting to gel the past couple of weeks. And I really am excited to see Singletary be the workhorse for this team because we, we all know Frank Gore is great as Frank Gore has been in his career. And we love Frank. You know, we appreciate what Frank has, you know, the effort he has put into the NFL and how, you know, great he is. But it's time to start giving Singletary the ball. Yeah. Um, it really is. So, you know, Josh Allen, I would use him as a back-end uh, quarterback one. You know, to me, he is not a guy that I'm, like, super excited to start. But if I need a quarterback this week with six guys on by, you know, Allen is a guy that I would start. Um, John Brown, once again, he's going up against um, Denzel Ward. And Denzel Ward is just – he just doesn't look like the same player to me this year. You know what I mean? I don't know if the hamstring is really affecting him, but he just – is not as quick, not you know, not able to keep up with the wide receivers the way he was last year. So I could see John Brown having a pretty good game here. And then Cole Beasley the past three weeks, you know, has scored a touchdown in every single game. And, you know, he's basically a lock for 10 points. So with six teams on by, you know, I would be starting Cole Beasley if I needed a wide receiver. Um, Isaiah McKenzie is the number two, you know, basically the X receiver or in the, I mean, the Y receiver in the offense. So, you know, I'm not starting him, but, you know, some people are, are in deeper leagues, and, you know, I wouldn't mind putting him in there if you're in a super deep league and you need a wide receiver this week. And that's basically it. You know I mean? I'm not starting Knox. You know, Knox has just been really, really bad the couple past couple of weeks and not a guy you can rely on. So that is it for the – oh, I would start the Bills defense – and I would start the or, Cleveland Browns defense. You both know what I mean? of them. Yeah, both these both these defenses are very viable, and you know the Browns might be on your waiver wire. So I would definitely start both of these defenses. I like I like both of these defenses in this game. All right. So next up we have the Chiefs and Titans. Uh, obviously, from the Chiefs side of the ball, you've heard Patrick Mahomes is back and will start. So he is definitely going to be somebody you're plugging into your lineup. Uh, from the running back spot, you know, Damian Williams. You saw Damian Williams last week. He was on the field. He got, I believe, 60% of the snaps, Steve. I'm sorry, say it again, Kev. Uh, Damian Williams. You said he received, what, 90, 90, 60%? No, it was 70, of 73% of the snaps. 73% of the snaps. So, uh, to me, at this point, I think they're looking to just pass that over to Damian Williams now. Uh, so Damian Williams is going to be somebody you're going to start now. I mean, I don't see how you can't after with Patrick Mahomes coming back and, you know, Damian Williams being a guy that, you know, was on the field for 73% of the plays last week. Uh, wide receivers, Tyreek Hill, definitely, uh, starting, uh, Sammy Watkins last week saw a ton of targets. Um, I'm interested to see how that kind of plays out. Remember, uh, the first game with, uh, Tyreek Hill and Patrick Mahomes in week one, that was Sammy Watkins' biggest game. You know, Sammy Watkins had a huge day that week. That week. Um, so I'm kind of interested to see how this week plays out. I wouldn't be starting Sammy this week necessarily unless you needed him in a flex spot. But, you know, watch Sammy Watkins if you own him because remember when, you know, week one when Mahomes was 100% healthy, Hill was 100% healthy, you know, Sammy Watkins had a huge week because defenses are just so focused on Tyreek Hill, you know, 
Ky- to Travis Kelsey, obviously, you're starting. He's another guy that gets so much attention. Sammy Watkins is a very good receiver and just, you know, he's going to get open against number two cornerbacks. So, you know, Sammy Watkins is definitely a guy you want to watch. Maybe you play him in your flex. I probably wouldn't if I had better options. Look at, you know, look at our rankings and, and see who, you know, who you have and, you know, what else, you know, where he ranks compared to, you know, some of the other guys you have. But, you know, definitely pay attention to Sammy. Uh, you know, the Chiefs defense is a you know pretty good stream also this week going up against the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Uh, Tannehill's looked a little better this year, I think, compared to some of his Dolphins years. But at the same time, he is always going to be turnover prone and, you know, definitely could be a guy to throw a couple picks in this one. So if you're looking for a, a you know, a solid stream, a lot of people don't throw the Titan, the Chiefs up there uh, because of you know, how bad they are typically, but, you know, they're always capable of getting a turnover against, you know, Ryan Tannehill. You know, a lot of times when you're looking at defenses, you're not necessarily looking at the best defenses all the time. You know, you're, you could be looking for the defenses that just have good matchups. You know, bad defenses are also going to get into the end zone and get, you know, turnovers and sacks too. But, you know, it's all about the matchup. Uh, so the Chiefs are obviously have a good matchup this week and could be a good stream for you. From the Titans side of the ball, uh, Ryan Tannehill, he does have a good matchup, but he's still not a guy I'm going to be playing this week. Uh, Derrick Henry, to me, is definitely a, a guy you're starting this week. He has a good matchup. Everybody seems to be able to move the ball on the Chiefs. I could definitely see Derrick Henry getting into the end zone this week. Um, you know, From the wide receiver spot, uh, pay attention to that Corey Davis because A.J. Green will shoot up ranks. If Corey Davis is not playing, uh, he has not practiced all week and, you know, there really isn't a whole lot of targets. I mean, you have him, you have Jonu Smith, Jonu Smith is, to me is a start at this point because, you know, through the first couple of weeks, he's shown to be a pretty consistent target for Tannehill. But if that's all you got is him and AJ Brown, I feel like AJ Brown is probably going uh, a quality start in this one. They're probably going to have to throw to keep up with the chiefs. And, you know, if you can start, A.J. Brown is a flex because of where he was drafted compared to other guys you have in your lineup. It may be a good one. And A.J. Brown, like I said earlier when we talked about it, I think he's going to be a solid DFS play. I haven't looked at prices, but, you know, if there's no Corey Davis, A.J. AJ Brown is definitely a solid DFS play. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not starting the Titans against the Chiefs uh, defensive-wise. So that pretty yeah. much is it for this game. Yep, I agree. Corey Davis um, has seen – 292 receiving snaps and Adam Humphreys has seen 242 and AJ Brown seen 223. So Tajay Sharp is the only other wide receiver on this team that has over a hundred snaps. So if you ain't got no Corey Davis, you're going to see a whole lot of AJ Brown. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. So our next game here, we have the, what is it? It is the, Cardinals Buccaneers so the Cardinals Buccaneers game I love Kyler Murray this week I love me some Kyler um I just think honestly that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are terrible (laughs) I mean there's no other way to say it you know I mean they this team is just not good this team has scored the eighth most points but have given up the 30th most points so they are 
there's only two other teams that have given up more points than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's not like their offense is killing them. It's their defense that's killing them, and it's not close. Their defense has been really, really bad at stopping the pass. They just can't do it. Um, so we'll start on the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Jameis Winston, I like Jameis Winston this week. You know what I mean? In a game script that I think is going to be another shootout. I think that, you know, I think Vegas has this as another, what is this? I think this is a, the highest one of the week. I think it's 52. Uh, but, yeah it's, uh, yeah. it's definitely 52. That's, that is the, I don't know if it's the highest, but I know it is 52. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, one of the highest ones of the week. And it is just a game that, you know, Vegas thinks it's going to shoot at. And I agree. I don't see how Mike Evans and Chris Godwin don't get off in this game. I think both of them are viable. We said that last week. Um, and Godwin had a, I wouldn't say a, he didn't have a bad game. He was seven for, I think, 60-something. It was like 63 or something like that. So we got you 13 PPR points. Uh, Mike Evans, past two weeks, gone over 180 receiving yards in both games. Just a complete animal the past two weeks. Uh, so you're not sitting either one of those guys. The surprise guy that I am going to tote is Jordan is OJ Howard. You know, OJ Howard is just he has the best matchup that you can have for a tight end. You know what I mean? There's no other way to say it. This is a very good matchup, and I trust OJ Howard to, you know, be used a little bit more in this game. Um I just want to say that I completely agree with that. Yeah. Coming back healthy now, I do think OJ Howard in this matchup, you know. Could be somebody that's like a sneaky play if you have a Zach Ertz, uh, if you, you know, have one of them tight ends that are on by. I don't know who else would be a good tight end on by. Uh, let me look at it here. Yeah, so yeah it's pretty. That's pretty much it. I mean, Darren Fells is the is probably the next. So yeah, Zach Ertz. If you're looking for a tight end, if you have Ertz, I definitely think OJ Howard is a, is a nice fill-in. Yeah. So you know, like Howard this week, um, for the running backs, you know, they are saying that. Ronald Jones is going to be the guy. So, you know, against this Cardinals defense, the Cardinals defense has been pretty good at stopping the run this year. So I don't know how vested I am going to be in Ronald Jones and DFS this week. But, you know, with six teams on by, a lot of running backs on by, you know, I do see, you know, you starting Ronald Jones this week. I don't know if I, I think I have him in like the top. I think I do have him as the top. No, I have him at 25. He's the, my 25th ranked running back this week. And, you know, for me, a guy that if you got him, I mean, you're probably going to start him this week with all those teams on buys. And that's that's basically it for the, you know, Tampa Bay side of the ball. For the Cardinal side of the ball, man, um, you know, so two guys were getting roasted last week. You know, Murphy Bunting, you know, I kind of talked about him in my DFS article the past three weeks because he has been starting on the outside and he's been – just not good but uh jamal dean jamel jamal whatever uh has been terrible if you watch those two deep throws to um dk metcalf last week they were both on dean the long touchdown to um to tyler lockett uh in the first quarter was on dean dean just couldn't catch him uh, Dean has been having some issues, and teams are recognizing that. So I could see them moving Christian Kirk over to his side a whole lot in this game. So I really like Christian Kirk this week. I think Christian Kirk can take full advantage of Dean and uh, Murphy Bunting. Both these guys are bad. Uh, they have moved Hargraves into the slot because he's just been terrible on the outside. 
I've been saying this to you guys that Hargraves is bad. Uh, they decided to move him into the slot, and Larry Fitzgerald is going to eat against this dude. I just really like I, – I like Kirk. I like Larry Fitzgerald this week. Um, I know Fitzgerald has not been a guy you've had a whole lot of confidence in, but I, I, I like him this week. I'm, I'm starting him in most leagues as a wide receiver three, and, and you know, he has to me, as wide receiver two upside. Um, Max Williams has actually had some targets as of late. So Tampa Bay is not very good against the tight end. So if you're, like, desperate at tight end, you know, Max Williams is not is a guy that, you know, I would go pick up if, if there was nobody else on your waiver wire and you needed a tight end this week because he's been getting targets and this Tampa Bay's secondary is, is not good. It's very bad. Uh, Kyler Murray, I just said I love him. I think Kyler Murray is going to have a big game this week. I think he's going to have a big game throwing the ball. He might have – this might be his biggest game of the year throwing the ball. And I, I also think he can, you know, if, if they start – you know, if Jason Pierre-Paul starts getting at him or, you know um, – Shaquille Barrett start getting around that outside because Shaquille Barrett has been a beast all year, you know, getting to the quarterback. If those guys start rushing the, the passer, I could definitely see Kyler Murray, you know, having to run up the middle and, and getting some yards in this game. So just all around, I love Kyler this week. To me, he is like the quintessential cash play in DFS this week because his, his price is low enough for you to be able to get some really good options in there. And, you know, he's just going to score in every facet of the game. Um, and then – Kenyon Drake, I'm going to talk about him first because I think a lot of people are thinking he's going to get a lot more work than he really is going to get. I would be surprised if Kenyon Drake saw more than 35% of the snaps. You know what I mean? I, I, I probably would pencil him in closer to, you know, 25 to 30%. Uh, DJ is just the Cardinals' go-to guy. You know I mean, he, he is their – he's their – you know, he's their best player. He's been that for years. And I don't think Kenyon Drake is better than, you know, David Johnson. I think David Johnson's a very good running back, and I think he's going to be used in that role. He's going to see 65 to 70% of the snaps. And Kenyon Drake, you know, was a great fill-in last week, but it was a volume play. Literally, he saw every snap except three snaps in that game. So, you know, he just had a huge volume. Um, so, yeah, DJ... I like DJ a lot this week also. I think, you know, DJ will be used in the passing game this week and, you know, be a very high contributor in that at facet of the game. So this is going to be a high-scoring game, very fun game to watch, and I like all the main pieces that you would normally start in this game. Yep. I absolutely agree. Uh, I think, you know, like you said, 52 points is an over, one of the highest overs of the week, if not the highest. Definitely should be a fun game to watch and definitely should be good for fantasy output. <laughs> All right, next up on the list, a game that probably isn't going to be good for fantasy output. No, uh, Giants and Jets. Um, all right, from the Giants side of the ball, you got Danny Dimes. Uh, honestly, Danny Dimes may not be a, a bad stream against this Jets defense this week. Yeah, I like you know, this week. If you look at Daniel Jones this season, his matchups against – Good and average defenses is kind of where he struggles, but against bad defenses, he just torches them. I think it was what two weeks ago or three weeks ago against the Lions, the Lions where he had like the three touchdowns them. and over three hundred. He know, was the number one fantasy quarterback that week. Exactly, he's he's had a knack for doing it, and this Jets defense is not good. So, you know, if you're looking for a solid stream, I think Daniel Jones is a very good play. Um, Running back Saquon is the man. You're not taking him out of your lineup for anything. Uh, wide receiver-wise, uh, Golden Tate 
you know, definitely in PPR. And, you know, if you, uh, you know, are looking for somebody in, you know, standard half point PPR, he's honestly not a bad option either. I mean, there's not going to be any Sterling Shepard. He's already been ruled out. Evan Ingram is not playing as well. Uh, so to me, you know, Golden Tate is somebody that needs to be in your lineups if you are looking for a wide receiver. Uh, you know, Evan Ingram is out. Rhett Ellison will be the tight end. Uh, we have seen Rhett Ellison be productive at times. You know, he scored a touchdown, I think, in the Cardinals game. He, he vultured a touchdown, you can so to speak, get, uh, away from Evan Ingram in that game. And the one game Evan Ingram missed earlier, I think Rhett Ellison had a pretty good game. I actually have to look that up before I actually say that. But <laughs> uh, I do remember him being pretty efficient in a couple games. So, yeah, he had you know, a couple good I, games this year. I don't think I have him as a top 12 guy. I think I actually, I have him ranked at I believe number 15. So I don't have him in the top 12, but he is a guy that I do think could be pretty productive in this one. Uh, from the jet side of the ball, you know, Sam Darnold, I can't start Sam Darnold until I see better quarterback play. You know, he, he just has not showed anything that is making me, confident in starting him even in bad matchups last week you th- you would have thought would have been the game where all Jets players would have just blew up against the Dolphins and you know Sam Darnold just did not did not do what every quarterback in the NFL so far has done to the Dolphins he just didn't do it <laughs> so you know to me you can't start Sam Darnold until you see some sort of you know bright hope that he's going to produce uh Le'Veon Bell um, I know the injuries and all that. I'm still sticking with him. If he, you know, this is a good matchup against the Giants. And, you know, if he's out there, which they say he's going to be, I think I'm still starting Le'Veon Bell. Jamison Crowder in this one is a must play. Uh, you know, he's going up against terrible slot cornerback play. Who was the slot cornerback? I, 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 again, the Giants. I know I read it in your, in, uh, your DFS article that you wrote. Uh, uh, you said the Giants? Yes, I think it's like Corey something. Yeah, it's um, Valentine. Corey Valentine. So, uh, you know, that is just a great matchup for Jamison Crowder, who's been getting a ton of PPR targets or a tar- yeah, a ton of targets in the passing game. So, to me, Jamison Crowder this week has to be in your lineups with such a great matchup. I can't start Robbie Anderson. He, it just seems like with all the trade news – And, you know, the change in philosophy to the offense, you know, Robbie Anderson is just completely, you know, unstartable at this point. He's probably not even worth rostering. And, uh, you know, Chris Herndon, I can't start until I see, you know, what he is, you know, what he's going to do, you know. So that's pretty much it for this game. Uh, You know, the defenses, I do think, you know, both defenses could be pretty good streams. I probably wouldn't do the Jets, but the Giants I definitely would think could be a very good stream against this Jets team. Yeah, the only thing I'll add is that uh, John Halapio, I think is the way you pronounce it, Samoan guy, so it's – I have no idea how he pronounces it. But uh, he is their starting center, and he is out. So Spencer Pulley uh, will be making his first start uh, in a Giants, you know, in a Giants uniform this year. So, you know, that is something to watch for, you know, Daniel Jones getting rushed up the middle uh, against this Jets defense. All right. So next game is on you, Steve. It is the Falcons and Saints. This, I keep getting the good ones. I was just going to say, I mean, well, I got Chiefs Titans. I thought thought Chiefs Titans was a pretty good one, but I had Jets Giants. You got Bills Browns too. Yeah, yeah. I did get Bills Browns. So, 
All right, so Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, we all know that this is a big rivalry game. Uh, this games really tend to shoot out a whole lot uh, in past years, but the way the New Orleans Saints defense has been playing this year, I don't know if I think this is a shootout. I, I think there's a chance that the New Orleans Saints, you know, put up a lot of points in this game and that the Falcons struggle because, you know, I don't think Matt Ryan is fully healthy uh, from his injury, and they can't run the ball. I mean, in past seasons, you know, they had Devontae Freeman running the ball very well. You know, they had, you know, a lot of things going right for them for this to be a shootout game. And to me, this doesn't have all of those things to make this a shootout. The one thing that you could say that is going to make this a shootout is that the Saints are going to just score a lot of points and the Falcons will have no choice but to just chuck it and pray for touchdowns. So, you know, I could see that possibly happening, but, you know, it might be a situation where, you know, the Falcons just are imploding and, you know, Dan Quinn is going to be gone and it is what it is. But, you know, Drew Brees must start always you know i mean if you have drafted drew Drees, you you stuck with him from that little you know stint on the pup list obviously you are keeping drew Brees. uh alvin kamara i love alvin kamara this week alvin kamara kills the falcons every time they play if you remember last year he had a 20 reception game against them um he has had some serious games against the falcons and to me, there's no reason to think that any, you know, any different about this week. I think he is just going to kill them. And then Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas is, you know, if you read the cornerback uh, wide receiver matchups uh, that I wrote, you know, he has a great matchup. And also in the DFS article, you know, for all of our insiders, you know, our VIP members, if you read what I wrote about Thomas, he is the Terminator. And he is just a, a freaking machine he's just unstoppable and it doesn't matter who's guarding him he just seems to always be open all the time so definitely starting him uh the only other guy that i would recommend is cook um you know jared cook to me coming off of the injury is it makes me a little bit nervous but this atlanta, like i said this atlanta falcons team is bad so i could see if cook gets some some targets he could be all right in this game and that is it for the new orleans side of the ball uh, I know Latavius Murray is a popular name. Um, if with the buys, I would recommend you know putting him into your flex position because I do think he is going to get some run in this game. Uh, but you know, he, to me, he's not any higher than a flex. You know, he he always has the possibility of scoring a short touchdown, so he's always going to be a flex consideration. Uh, on the Atlanta side of the ball, you know. Really, Julio Jones is going to be going up against Cody Lattimore. Um, you know, that makes me a little bit nervous. But you're not sitting Julio ever. Julio's just too damn good. Austin Hooper, another guy that makes me a little bit nervous in this matchup. But you're not sitting Hooper. He's been the number one tight end all season long. Um, Matt Ryan, you know, you can't sit Matt Ryan if you have Matt Ryan. He's just too damn good. Um, Calvin Ridley is a guy that I actually do like in this game. I know he's going up against Eli Apple, and Eli Apple has played pretty well this year. But, you know, Calvin Ridley always seems to find a way against the New Orleans Saints. He's the one player that last year did hurt the Saints a couple of times that they played. So I could see Calvin Ridley doing his thing. Um, and that's basically, I mean, like Freeman, I know i got to talk about him, but you're starting Freeman with six teams on by. 
But, you know, I've been telling you guys to trade Freeman weeks weeks ago. Like when he had that big game against, you know, whatever the hell. I can't even remember what team he played. He had a huge game. Um, and I told you guys to sell him then. I just don't. I just don't like the way he looks. He just doesn't look like the same player. This offensive line is not good. They're not opening up holes for him. Um, and the Falcons just have a ridiculously difficult time running the ball. Um, so, you know, not trusting, you know, starting Freeman because, you know, you basically have to. But, you know, I wouldn't be too excited to be doing that. And, you know, defensive-wise – the New Orleans Saints defense, I'm, I'm starting them just because they've been so good this year. Uh, I'm not going to drop them to pick up a different defense. They've just been very good, especially the past, like, five games. They've been a top – I think I think in the past five games they finished in the top seven of defenses every single week. So, you know, it is what it is. You're going to start the Saints defense, and that's it. All right. So my next game is the Ravens and Bengals. All right, from the Ravens side of the ball, you're starting everyone. Uh, Hell yeah. <laughs> Lamar Jackson is, you know, he's starting. Uh, Mark Ingram, he's starting. Marquise Brown is a solid start this week against the Bengals. Um, you know, you got to hope for Marquise Brown. He hasn't really produced, uh, you know, I would say in a good five, six weeks. But, you know, I think this one he's kind of due. It's a great matchup. He didn't get to play against the Bengals last time. Uh, so this one, you know, he should be able to come in there and, and uh you know, kind of light them up, man. This this Bengals team is just terrible. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews also you're starting. Hell so yeah. all four all four of the the guys that are, you know, relevant for fantasy for the for the Ravens are starting. Uh, on the Bengals side of the ball, can't start Ryan Finley. Uh, Joe Mixon. No. Joe Mixon never does good against the Ravens. <laughs> he no. had like. In a half point PPR league, uh, he had 4.6 fantasy points in their in their meeting earlier this year, uh, with no AJ Green out there, which is actually a guy who kills the Ravens. So uh, AJ Green would have actually been nice to have this week, but uh, you know AJ Green, it just keeps so much more pressure on Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd last last time they played did not have a good game either. I'm honestly not starting any Bengals if I if I have if I can avoid it. You know Joe Mixon. Uh, you may need to start them, but I'm not excited about it. Outside of that, like I said, I'm not starting any Bengals in this game if it was up to me. Yeah, unfortunately for Tyler Boyd, he is going to see this. And this is the thing I was talking about, you know, when I was talking about A.J. Green coming back. You know, Tyler Boyd is not able to beat Marlon Humphreys, and he is going to see he, the last time they played, he saw Marlon Humphreys. Marlon Humphreys shut him down. You know, Marlon Humphreys is going to be on Tyler Boyd all game long Tyler Boyd is going to have trouble breathing <laughs> in this game um and you know honestly this like if the Patriots couldn't move the ball like you saw how tough of a time the Patriots had playing against this defense if you think the Bengals are going to do any better true good luck with that yep and that is pretty much it for this game. I mean, the Ravens defense, you're obviously starting against the Bengals and you're not starting the Bengals defense against the Ravens. Yep. It's, I mean, it's just it's sad, man. The Bengals, we you know, me and Steve talked about the Bengals, I think, yesterday when, when the whole AJ, AJ Green news came out that he was probably out indefinitely, meaning he's probably not playing this year. A lot of it, you know, yeah, OK, he had an injury, but. You're telling me that he does. He's 
trying to go out there for an 0-8 team and risk injury going into his free agency. I mean, I think that clearly plays a, a part in this. And, you know, the Bengals are just a terrible franchise. They should have traded him, gotten at least a second-round pick. The Patriots offered him a first-round pick, which is the end of the first round. I mean, why would you not take that for a guy that – I mean, apparently you have, no, you have no idea – you have no interest in paying him because, you know, you would have done it already. Uh, now you're probably not going to sign him just because it's clear that he doesn't want to, you know, he's, he's not even playing for you at this point. So you're not probably not going to pay him now. Like they just could totally botch that situation and a chance to get, you know, probably, you know, a, a back into the first round pick for AJ green. You know, apparently Andy Dalton wanted to be traded around trade deadline. Once they found out that, you know, once he found out Ryan Griffin was, or Ryan Finley was going to start, he wanted to be tried to be traded. They didn't trade him either. They probably could have could have got something for him also. You know, uh, you know, there's definitely teams out there that are looking for a veteran starter. I mean, the, you know, the the Redskins maybe uh, just somebody to tie them over until their young guy gets gets more adept to the NFL. Like, you know, they're just botching every situation possible. And to me, the you know the Bengals are one of the worst franchises in sports. Yeah, it's bad. All right, so you are up next. You have the Lions and Bears. Ooh, Lions and Bears. Oh, my. So this game to me is – I think I like Mitchell Trubisky this week. And I know that's really tough to say because of how terrible he's been. And and mainly on D, in DFS, like we're going to talk – we're going to do our DFS podcast uh, this weekend. You guys, you know, will hear that. But, you know, Mitchell Tabriskie, I think he, he – last year he played twice against the Lions, and both times he played pretty well against them. You know what I mean? Um, I think in this game, I think he could actually be okay. You know what I mean? With Allen Robinson, obviously, last week only saw, seeing five targets. That was his least amount of targets. I think that situation gets rectified. I think they're going to over-target uh, Allen Robinson this week just to make up for what happened last week. Um, you know, Tyler Gabriel – I wouldn't, you know, would not start, but he has a chance to do something in this game. Uh, I think they're going to use Tariq Cohen out of the backfield against the uh, against the Lions last year. Tariq Cohen had both games had big games, um, you know, so I could definitely see that happening. Uh, David Montgomery is a guy that you know Dan thinks is going to have a very very big week. He really likes him this week, and I could see that happening. Um, but you know, David Montgomery is the definite starter for you this week. Trey Burton, uh, you just can't start him. He, he just has shown you absolutely nothing this year. He's done really nothing. Uh, and this offensive line has not been good. So, you know, on, on the bare side of the ball, to me, it's Allen Robinson and basically David Montgomery, and that's it. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky in a, you know, emergency situation, I would start him. And then, you know, the rest of the team is just guys that I'm not really trusting. Uh, the Bears defense, you know, they're always good for a couple of sacks. So, you know, I mean, if you need, the, you know, to use the Bears defense, I would be confident in that because, you know, Matthew Stafford does get sacked a lot. So, you know, I, I would feel comfortable starting the Bears defense, uh, even though, you know, I think the Detroit Lions will score some points in this game. Um, you know, on the defense, on the on the Lions side of the ball, you know, <coughs> you're not sitting Kenny Galladay. You're not sitting Marvin Jones. Both of those guys the past couple of weeks have been great. Um, they have not, you know, last week was the first time that they had two huge weeks together. Um, but 
you know, with the way that Matthew Stafford has been throwing the ball this year, they're both viable every single week. And, you know, Kenny Galladay has never come out of your lineup, and I would feel very comfortable as Jones is my number three wide receiver. Uh, Danny Amendola is another guy that I think has been playing very well this year, and I would I would use him this week with six teams on by. TJ Hawkinson uh, seems like he's going to play in this in this game. You know, I know he got banged up last week, but it does seem like he's going to play. And, you know, I don't love him, but you did see what uh, – Zach Ertz did to the Bears defense last week. So maybe they try to, you know, acclimate, you know, incorporate uh, TJ Hawkinson into this game and use him watching what, you know, Zach Ertz did last week. And they have a very similar skill set. You know, I mean, Hawkinson is able to get open, you know, pretty quickly. He blocks well. So, um, you know, TJ Hawkinson could definitely do do a little damage in this game. So if you needed a running, I mean, a tight end, I would definitely do that. Uh, the tight end, the running backs in this game, you know, with the, for the Lions, honestly, the only guy that I think I, I would start if I had to is, is J.D. McKissick. Uh, you know, Ty Johnson, you know, I know he saw some play last week, but he just didn't look very good. Uh, J.D. McKissick looked like the more explosive guy. He's definitely the guy that they're using in the passing game. Um, and if you've noticed the way teams uh, attack the Bears, you know, either they go try to go really super run heavy, which the Lions cannot do because they just don't have that ability, or they go, you know, crazy pass pass heavy. And I think that could be the game script in this game for the Lions, knowing that they can't run the ball the way some of these other teams have run the ball against the Bears. So, you know, J.D. McKissick is a guy that I like, you know, as a, uh, you know, number three running back flex, a flex option if you need it. And, uh, you know, the Bears defense, I'm not starting. They're terrible. So, you know, I know it's going up against the Bears, but like I said, I do think the Bears score some points in this game, and I, the Bear, you know, the Lions defense is just not good. So that's it for me. Yeah, I'm actually hoping you're wrong on the uh, running back situation. I have to start Ty Johnson this week because of the A.J. Green situation in our league, and I'm mm-hmm. not happy about it. I hear that. Uh, all right, so next up is the Dolphins and Colts. All right, so from the Dolphins' side of the ball, ugh. <laughs> uh, I have Kalen Balazs at 30. Uh, you know, I have Ryan Fitzpatrick at 23. <laughs> so, yeah. to me, neither one of those guys are probably that startable. Game, y'all. <laughs> yeah, neither one of those guys are, are really startable. Uh, you know, Devontae Parker, actually, if you need a flex option, is probably a good start. Like uh, with no Preston Williams, you know, uh, you know this guy... You know, was going to see a ton of tar- targets, ton of, of, you know, uh, you know, could possibly have a, a touchdown. He scored in three of the last four weeks. So, you know, to me, Devontae Parker is probably a guy you, you, you could start in your flex and kind of feel comfortable about it. Uh, Mike Isicki last week saw a, a good tar- amount of targets. He saw six targets, caught five of them. So, you know, I, I have Gasicki at number 16. I wouldn't be starting him this week, but he's definitely a guy with the tight end situation that you're going to want to pay attention to moving forward because with no Preston Williams now, they're just going to be looking for pass catchers. So, you know, Gasicki adds another option, and, and if he is a good tight end, if he winds up being a viable tight end, getting a good amount of targets, you know, he's definitely going to be a guy you want to, you know, check out on your waiver wire. Uh, from the Colts side of the ball, uh, to me, I have Jacoby Brissett at number 11 this week. I think he's a he's solid start. He looks like he's going to play. He's practiced more and more. He's upgraded his practice, you know, pretty much all week. 
So I think Brissett is going to wind up playing. I think he's officially questionable, but you know, to me, I think he is going to be in there. And you know, going against the Dolphins, he's pretty—he's a pretty good stream with six quarterbacks on by. Marlon Mack, you know, Steve talked about him the other day. I have him at number ten. I think he is a stud. You know, start this week because of the matchup against the Dolphins. Uh, wide receiver wise, you know, no T. Y. Hilton. He is officially out. Zach Pascal, we talked about him the other day on on the podcast. You know, he is probably a guy that's going to see most of the targets. And in this matchup, you know, is probably a good starter uh, considering, you know, Dolphins can't stop anybody. And there's a lot of players on by that, you know, are going to need to be replaced for the week. So, you know, Zach Pascal is probably a good start uh, if you need if you are looking for a wide receiver or a potential flex option. Uh, tight end, you know, I have Ebron at 11, so I would start Ebron. Uh, if I have him, I have Jack Doyle at 15. So, you know, some players might double up on some of the higher tight ends. So to me, you know, I do think Doyle could be a startable option, uh, in this matchup. If you are looking for tight end help, uh, and the Colts defense is obviously a good stream this week. Yep. I agree with all that. All right, so next game on the list, my phone just you know locked up on me. Yeah, I is got the Rams, Rams Steelers. and Steelers. <laughs> yeah, Rams and Steelers. Um, honestly, this game I think is going to be. I just think it's going to be low scoring. I don't. I don't see a whole lot of scoring in this game. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers showed last week that they are going to have trouble scoring without James Conner. Um, you know, it, it was a game script where Rudolph literally was just checking down the Jalen Samuels and it was because you know the Colts were just allowing him to do it they were literally just leaving Samuels wide open constantly and just say saying go ahead throw it to him and then we'll tackle him and that's basically what happened like the first three quarters of that game until he fumbled you know what I mean he was just wide open in every play like four or five yards up the field and they would just throw it and they would tackle him like, if that's the way they're going to play, the Steelers are going to have a hell of a time scoring against anybody, you know, let alone a very good Rams defense. So, you know, I could see the, the Steelers having trouble scoring. So we'll start with the Steelers. Rudolph can't do it. Washington can't do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, Dante Johnson or Deontay Johnson uh, is probably going to see a little bit of Ramsey. You know, I don't think Ramsey shadows – Juju Smith-Schuster in this game because he's just not been getting a high enough target volume to be tar, you know, to be, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, to be used that way. So you know, I do think Rams is going to see a whole lot of Deontay Johnson, and I'm not playing Deontay Johnson uh, against Jalen Ramsey. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster is the only guy on this team other than Samuels that I would even consider starting. Uh, Vance McDonald has just been hot garbage all year long. He's sucky, but. And it's just a very difficult situation for him this week. Uh, so Jalen Samuels, Juju Smith-Schuster, and I would not start really either one of them with a whole lot of confidence. I think, you know, they are, you know, Juju is a back-end wide receiver too, and uh, Jalen Samuels is a, you know, wide receiver one in PPR, just be, I mean, running back one in PPR just because he is going to see, you know, a lot of targets again. I just think he is going to see a whole lot of targets because, the, the Pittsburgh Steelers have no other choice than to just check down to him a whole lot. Uh, that's what Mason Rudolph seems to want to do. Um, 
And the Steelers' defense, I think, is viable because, you know, Cooper Cup – I mean, Cooper Cup – because Jared Goff does turn the ball over a little bit, and I do think they can get some sacks against this uh, pretty bad offensive line of the Rams. Um, so on the other side of the ball, you know, it's, like I said, I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, but, you know, you're starting Cooper C Cup every single week. Cooper Cup is a beast. Uh, you know, he's a man amongst boys out there, and he's going to be good again probably this week. You know, um, Robert Woods I would consider starting this week. Uh I wouldn't be super, super happy about it, but, you know, there's six teams on by. I mean, Robert Woods is a very good player, and he's just had a, a difficult start to his season, and hopefully he picks it up in the second half. Gerald Everett I'm starting, you know, because tight end is just a crapshoot, and Gerald Everett is one of the better ones this year. Todd Gurley, uh, I think uh, – Kev talked about this a little bit, uh, you know, the other day about Todd Gurley being used a little more, more in the second half, and I, I agree with him. I think that, you know, I went back and watched every single snap of Todd Gurley's this year. And like I've been saying all season long, I do not see a running back that is slowed up. I, if you go on our website, fourthandinchesfantasyfootball.com, you know, fourthandinchesff.com, and you go look up our player profiles, go to Todd Gurley, and at the bottom of his player profile is a link that you can go see his plays from last year. Go look at his highlights from last year. And then go and look at his plays from this year and tell me that you see a slower running back or a guy that's, you know, has a nagging knee injury. I don't see that. You know what I mean? He looks like the same bouncy, you know, running back. You know, he gallops instead of runs hard. You know what I mean? Like when you watch him run, he's a galloper uh, that makes guys miss and he gets to the outside quickly. And he's been doing that this year. He just has been literally met in the backfield on half of his plays. So it's really hard to run the ball when you're when your two guards can't block anybody. You know what I mean? So Todd Gurley, I'm starting, you know, with confidence. I think Todd Gurley is a, you know, number two, not a number one, just because how bad his offensive line is. But, you know, I, I just think he's the same player that he was last year. I just think he's a very good player that in any game could have a huge game. Um, and then that's really it. You know, I mean, I know Josh Reynolds is a guy that some people are, are asking about. Joe Hayden is going to be probably matched up on Reynolds uh, a lot in this game. And even if he's not, uh, Steven Nelson is not a guy that, you know, I'm like super excited for my wide receiver to go up against because he's been very good. And we all know how Minka Fitzpatrick has been all season. You know, Mitch, Minka Fitzpatrick since coming over this to the Steelers has just been shut AB. down. Yeah, he's just been shut down. He's just been very, very good in the back end. So, you know, I, I'm not trusting, you know, any deep shots to Ross, you know, to Josh Reynolds. Like, you know, what you would be hoping for is a deep shot to him that he takes to the house. And I'm just not praying for that, especially against Minka Fitzpatrick in the back in the back end there. So, you know, that's really it. You know, I would definitely start this Rams defense because, you know, to me, the Rams defense is my number one defense this week. And it's just because what the Pittsburgh Steelers showed last week, they show no compensity to try to take the ball downfield. And if they're not going to do it against this Rams defense, Donald Penn is going to eat. They're going to turn the ball over because that's what just what the Rams do. And, you know, this is going to be a tough matchup for the, the, the Steelers this week. So love the Rams defense this week. All right, so my game is the Panthers and Packers. Uh, from the Panthers' side of the ball, uh, you know, to me, Kyle Allen is probably not a good start this week. Packers, obviously, their secondary, you know, it hasn't been as good as the season has progressed, but it's still a pretty good secondary. So, and, you know, with Kyle Allen not really being a stat 
stuffer. I uh, I wouldn't necessarily start Kyle Allen this week. Uh, McCaffrey is going to be in your lineup every week. He's the number one running back every week uh, here on here until the end of the end of time. <laughs> he's yeah, he's always going. He is going to be my number one running back as long as he's on the field. Uh, wide receivers this week. Um, you know, DJ Moore. You know potentially is a good start you saw him kind of have a pretty good week last week uh you know he's a potential start in this one probably more as a flex um curtis samuel hasn't been getting the love i don't think i would ride with curtis samuel this week against you know a Packers secondary that you know we talked about is pretty good so yeah i don't think i would be starting curtis samuel in this one if i could avoid it uh dj moore would probably be more of a flex option for me uh and Greg Olson obviously is a start. He's, you know, I have him ranked as the number seven tight end this week. Uh, you know, a- outside of the top five or six guys, he's been the most consistent. And, you know, to me, he's a, he's probably a start every week at the tight end position, given how terrible it is there. From the Packers side of the ball, uh, obviously you're starting Aaron Rodgers. You're, you're never really sitting Aaron Rodgers uh, unless you have like Lamar Jackson. But, you know, if that's the case, you probably should have traded one of them. You ain't uh, lying. <laughs> everybody, who t- I hate those questions. Like, I should I start that. Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson? No, you should trade Lamar <laughs> Jackson or trade Aaron Rodgers and ride with one freaking quarterback. Exactly. Uh, yeah, but, uh, you know, you're starting Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones, you know, Steve talked about him the other day. You know, the Panthers have been getting gashed in the run game over the last four games. So, obviously, Aaron Jones is a good start this week. Uh, Devontae Adams, you know, he's back. He's healthy now. You're starting him every week. Um, I wouldn't start either one of the other pass catchers on the Packers. They just haven't been showing anything. You know, at this point, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is droppable. And Geronimo Allison, you know, he's on the verge of being that way too. Uh, You know, it seems like Lazard kind of took a little bit of uh, a lot of their targets away last week too. That's a guy you might want to pay attention to is Alan Lazard. He seems like he's kind of creeping into, you know, being Aaron Rodgers' second favorite target behind Devontae Adams. Uh, And um, Jimmy Graham, I'm not as high high on him this week as Steve is. Steve kind of talked about him the other day, you know, as a guy he liked. I I am not as high on him this week, but Jimmy Graham is kind of a guy that's hit or miss, man. He's going to get in the end zone. If he gets into the end zone, it's a good week. If he doesn't, it's a bad week. So, you know, Jimmy Graham is kind of a a touchdown-dependent tight end. Um, So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, I'm not starting. Steve the other day was a little bit higher on him than I am. Uh, the Packers, uh, I do not have the Panthers, obviously, as a good start uh, defensively. And the Packers, I have at number 12. So the Packers are probably a good stream this week. Uh, so there you have it. That pretty much wraps up this one. Um, I do think this could be a very good game. Uh, you know, Panthers seem to ride McCaffrey into scoring a ton of points. And, you know, the Packers with Aaron Rodgers at the helm have the ability to put up points every week as well. So this could be, you know, I think you wrote about it. It could be a sneaky shootout, this one, you know. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I do like the both of these offenses, especially when you have McCaffrey, who's just a man amongst boys, it seems like. Yes, All right, sir. Steve, you are up now. It is the Sunday night game, the Vikings and Cowboys. Yeah, Vikings-Cowboys. Honestly, this is one of the games that I'm, like, looking forward to. I'm really happy this is a Sunday night game because – I think the Vikings. Yeah, it, I mean, I I think this could be a game where the Vikings kind of expose the Cowboys a little bit. 
don't get me wrong. I think the Cowboys' defense is is good is a good unit, but Minnesota Minnesota does what a lot of teams fail to do against the Cowboys, and just they run the ball. They're willing to just run the ball and play action. And if they do that in this game, I think it's going to be a fun fun game to watch because I think the you know, I think the Minnesota Vikings can put up some points against this against this Cowboys defense, and we're gonna have to see Dak. I think we're gonna have to see Dak throw the ball, you know, a lot in this game because Minnesota, if they're if anything that they do well, they they stop the run. Their ability to stop the run is is one of the best run stopping teams in the league. So I could see Dak really being put in a spotlight here and seeing if he's worth that forty million dollars that he wants because I think they are going to force him to throw the ball and see if he's worth that money. So, you know, interesting game, you know, just wanted to put that out there on on that aspect of it. But, you know, for the fantasy purposes, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy, you know, I have in my top 12. You know, he's a guy that I'm starting this week. I'm not super happy about it, but, you know, I would be more happy about it if Adam Thielen was playing. But Adam Thielen, you know, we all know what's going on with that hamstring. And, you know, we'd rather him sit out the next couple of weeks so that he's good for the playoffs. Uh, but, you know, the fantasy playoffs and for the the Vikings playoffs because they seem like they're a playoff team. So, you know, Stefan Diggs will be seeing a whole lot of Byron Jones. And, you know, that matchup makes me a little bit nervous. But Stefan Diggs is one of the best route running, you know, wide receivers in the league. I know he had a terrible game last week, but they just didn't throw the ball a whole lot last week. You know what I mean? So, you know, I definitely think Diggs gets that situation rectified and, you know, puts up some points this week. Um, BC Johnson is a guy that a lot of people are, you know, asking if they sh- I've had a couple of questions about that. And I'm just not doing that. You know, the excuse me, the Redskins uh, slot corner is uh, Lewis. Uh, his first name is Jordan. Uh, Jordan Lewis. And he's just. He's been good. You know what I mean? He's been very good. So I, I'm not going to start BC Johnson. You know, Laquan Treadwell, I know he had a pretty good game last week. He saw a whole bunch of targets. I'm not doing that. Not You know, that was just a one-game aberration to me. The one guy that I do actually like is Kyle Rudolph in this game. Um, I think Kyle Rudolph could – you know, we saw what Evan Ingram did last week against this Cowboys. You know, he was a overthrow away from having a touchdown. And, you know, he did catch six passes for 40-something yards. But his game could have been much better if Daniel Jones was a little bit better. Uh, but I do think Kyle Rudolph with no Adam Thielen sees some targets in this game. And I could see, you know, I like Kyle Rudolph if you need a tight end this week uh, to, to do something. Um, and Dalvin Cook, you know. I, sh- I don't need to say anything about Dalvin Cook. You're starting him every single week. He's a beast. Um, the Vikings defense I actually would play because I think that uh, they rush the pass so well and they're able to, you know, I think they're able to do some stuff in this game to disrupt what Dak likes to do. And if they're able to do that, I think, you know, he, they could force some turnovers possibly. And I like, you know, I like the Minnesota Vikings defense. On the Cowboys side of the ball, Dak Prescott, you know, if you have him, you're starting him every single week. He's been a very good fantasy quarterback this week. Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, same thing. Both those guys have been very good. I actually had a couple of questions about dropping Michael Gallup, and I don't really understand why. I mean, the dude scored a touchdown last week. He had, you know, I think it was like five for, for 40 and a touchdown or five for 50 and a touchdown, whatever it was. But, you know, he had a good game. Um, he got in the box, and he's been pretty good all season. You know what I mean? He has a couple 100-yard games and a touchdown game. Uh, games, So, you know, he's been good all season. I like him. And I like him this week going up against, you know, Xavier Rhodes and Trey Waynes. Both of those guys have been pretty terrible this year. 
Um, Randall Cobb, no way. Hell no. I mean, just <laughs> don't even worry about Randall Cobb. Jason Witten, I would start. You know, Jason Witten is a back end, you know, tight end one. I mean, he just sees a bunch of little short targets. You know I mean? He catches five for 40, five for 50 every single week. So he's a 10-point tight end and honestly this year if you look at the tight end scoring he's a he's an upper echelon tight end in with that scoring the dude's 700 years old and just gets those little dumps off so it is what it is Ezekiel Elliott don't need to say anything about him and you know uh, the Cowboys defense I'm you know interested in. I'm playing interested in both these defenses I think both of them you know are are good plays this week I don't think they either one of them has like huge game but you know I think both of them are viable because they're both pretty good defenses and that's it for this game. All right. And then I will end it with the Monday night showdown. I can't wait. This is one I can't wait for. I can't wait to say what what this 49ers team is really about. You this know is what the I mean? best game of the week. It's not close. Yeah, I can't wait to see what this 49ers team is about. You know, to get a, a divisional matchup against the, uh, you know, uh, the uh, – Seahawks, Seahawks, you know, it's basically a first place showdown. I think the Seahawks actually have two. Do the Seahawks have two losses? Yeah, they're two games behind right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's not, they're not, you know. But they play them twice. Yeah, exactly. As I was getting to, I mean, I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. It's going to be so fun to watch. And, you know, from the fantasy aspect, you know, we talked about Jimmy G uh, being a good start this week. Uh, I have Jimmy G. As my number nine quarterback, we saw him play last week. Uh, just kind of, you know, get into a groove in a good matchup. And you know, the Seahawks are more of a defense you can throw on, not as much a defense you're going to be able to run the ball on. So I definitely could see Jimmy G having you know a pretty good week against the Seahawks uh, defense. And you know, this could be one where you're you're missing you know a Carson Wentz you're missing you know one of those guys and you know you can stream Jimmy G with confidence. Uh, running back wise, uh, I still have Tevin Coleman as my number twenty running back. Um, it's just a tough matchup. I you know he always has the ability to get in the red zone or the end zone. I'm sorry, uh, you know just due to the offense moving the ball. Uh, so to me, Tevin Coleman is going to be a guy in your lineup pretty much every week, especially with all these bye weeks. Um, Matt Breda is another guy you could probably start as a flex option. I have a number 27 amongst running backs, but you know, to me, he's going to be a guy that's touching. He's going to be the guy that moves them down the field predominantly. And then, you know, once they get inside the 30 yard line, it's going to be Tevin Coleman. So, you know, to me, both of these guys are, are eligible to be started every week just because the zone run scheme that, that Kyle Shanahan runs is so effective. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, to me, is a wide receiver one this week. I have him at number 11, and I can't wait to see this guy used this much in this offense as he was last week. If that's going to be Emmanuel Sanders' role in this offense, whew, anybody who has Emmanuel Sanders should be extremely happy that you know, they held on to him during that those rough stretch rough stretch in Denver because Emmanuel Sanders is just going to finish this season as a beast. Um, George Kittle, you're starting every, every week. I have a number three this week. Uh, Seahawks do struggle against tight ends, too. So if you're looking for a high price t- tight end in DFS, I do think George Kittle is a good start. From the Seahawks side of the ball, every week you're starting Russell Wilson. I don't care about the matchup. I know the deep this this Seattle or San Fran defense is one of the best, but 
you know, you're always going to be starting Russell Wilson. Uh, you're always going to be starting Chris Carson. This is a much tougher matchup, uh, but still, you're, you can't take Carson out of your lineup. He's just been so good this year. Uh, I do believe he's still in top 10 back or top 12 back. He's definitely an RB1. So, you know, you're not taking Carson out of your lineup. Uh, Tyler Lockett is always going to be in your lineup. You've seen what he is capable of 13 for 152 and two touchdowns last week. Uh, you know, just a guy that is a consistent target for Russell Wilson. Um, you know, this is a tough matchup. I wouldn't expect that that same production as last week, obviously. But, you know, you're still starting him, and you're always going to start Tyler Lockett with confidence. DK Metcalf is a guy this week that, I'm sorry, uh, I have him at 36. Just not the best matchup for DK this no. week. He's been on fire uh, the last couple weeks, but this one I just wouldn't feel confident in starting him. So, to me, I'm not starting DK Metcalf. I have other options that are probably better that I would want to throw in there. Uh, tight end, um, Jacob Hollister we saw have two touchdowns last week. Um, Ed Dixon, I, I have not seen the news on Ed Dixon. Is Ed Dixon back healthy? Uh, I know they were talking about him possibly coming back this week. Uh let me see. Let me look up Ed real fast. Yeah, I seen that they were talking about him, but I didn't hear anything definitive on whether he was coming back this week. I think they're gonna, you know, I think they're gonna roll with Hollister this week. But yeah, it actually looks like Ed Dixon is ready to go, honestly. But oh, okay. Yeah, but uh, Jacob Jacob Hollister is the guy that seems a little bit higher in fantasy rank. So, you know, I don't have him as a tight end one this week. I have him, you know, outside of the t- outside of tight end one, you know, territory, but. If you're looking for a stream and, you know, a guy that has touchdown potential with Russell Wilson as his quarterback, Russell always loves throwing to the tight ends in the red zone. So if you're looking for a guy with tight end with touchdown potential, Jacob Hollister, you saw him get two last week. He always, you know, within that offense, he's going to have that potential. And uh, from the defenses, you know, you're starting the Niners D, not really with confidence, but at the same time, they're the Niners D. You can't just take them out of there. Um, And I would not start the Seahawks D in this matchup. Yep, I agree. And there you have it. That is it for this podcast. Uh, we pretty much ran through the, you know, all the matchups now. So you should be geared up and ready for this Sunday. Uh, but first, don't forget to check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. It's www.thenumber4thinchesff.com for a bunch of content. Yeah, articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP uh, VIP content. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.